No, I'm going to bring us in. I know, I'm doing a background I'm bringing noise. us in. Uh... We already have a background noise. All right, this is this is us bringing us in. That, that was us bringing us in. This is behind the scenes of us being brought in. I was laying down... Us disgusting for ten minutes. I was laying down. How we're gonna no, bring? No, I was laying down a uh, a suppressive firing of of noise in the background, like a uh, a nice uh, like angelic. Anyways, sun. this is two thumbs on. I get it. This is two thumbs on. Decided. I'm, uh, I'm Zach Ferguson. We, Zach is very dark right now. He's in a dark setting, so I can barely see him. I don't want. I don't um, need you to see me. That is Zach Ferguson. My name is uh, Sam Ferguson. No relation. Uh, <clears throat> and um, oh! Sam is coughing, which, of course, is a great sign for uh, just uh, a really maybe a little uh, dusty. You need to dust off some stuff in your house. Get maybe. Some, uh, maybe there's mold. There is mold. If only you had the time for that. Speaking of time, um, do you know the band uh there's a band called the band uh, super organism have you heard of them super organism uh i've tried my entire life not to all right well they're um succeeded it's it's a band that's kind of i think based on memes like on their wikipedia page i know it's it's kind of annoying i like i like i really don't like i've just uh well, oh yeah, really? I, mean, I, I find them. They giggle me. I giggle. I giggle when I hear them. Well, or see them. I'll I'll let you listen to some of their songs. Most of their songs, I think, are kind of annoying. But they have one song called "Something for Your Mind," mm. based off of the meme. Um, what meme is that? And it's kind of catchy. the The meme where it's like something for your mind, and it's like a shooting star. Oh, you mean like for thing? your health type thing? Like yeah, maybe I'm getting a... things confused, but um. It's running through my head right now, but we're not a, well, we talk about some music. Actually, we should do a music episode. Next episode, I'm putting it in stone. Next episode is going to be a music episode. Now, yeah, well, we'll talk about what kind of music we need to talk about. Like, we can't just say music, of course, that would be suited. Oh, yeah, but it's going to be a theme, um, but it's going to be about music. But we're a media show. Um, we mostly talk about movies, but we do sometimes talk about TV shows. Very rarely about music. We're going to break that streak next week. Um, we sometimes talk about uh, internet. Sometimes we do talk about internet. We had a really good episode with Twitter. Um, I don't. Which Zach was not a part of. Oh, I was about to say, Um, like, I don't remember that being good, but I guess I wasn't in that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, you weren't there. Um, actually, one of our most watched or listened to episodes, Bong, is about Bong Joon Ho. And Zach was in there for that one. Well, I was a, I was a guest. Um, I was a guest in that one. You were a guest. You were selling pillows mm-hmm. or something. I, I was selling um, plush pillows. I always worry that if yeah. we were an actual, like, if we were a paid sponsored podcast, I wonder if like the uh, the the commercial people behind the scenes were like, Sam Bubala, you're doing great, but uh, that Zach fella, he's not bringing in the ratings. It's either uh, a lot of money or... I think it would be the reverse. Uh, I think well, you're the, the, the character. Otherwise, it would just be me talking about movies, which I'm well, sure is... I mean, people like Tom... Uh, uh, Tom. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the news reporter. The, the most trusted man in the world. Yeah, but I'm talking about with podcasts, last radio shows. You know how many shows are just white guys talking about 
movies. You know, it's uh, it's it's a very try. It's a, it's an old, it's an old thing. And, and, and I think we're one trying, of the things that makes us putting... different is 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 we lie. And you we and our camaraderie. Don't... Yeah, I, and we don't have any opinions. So I was actually thinking about this today. So, uh, so <laughs> we do have a pin. Go ahead. Um. So, you know, YouTubers or like. I was going to say that our topic for today should have been, like, feuds. Uh, because if you get big enough, you can actually – people start coming after you, right? Any little yeah. thing you say uh, could be, like, detrimental to your livelihood, right? Like, yeah. um, I'm back in the horn on H3H3. Apparently, he's, like, attacking. Oh, my God. Not attacking, but he's, he's, um, he's going after this guy named Keemstar, who's a real, real – dung weasel like he this keemstar guy is like horrible um but like us uh-huh. we have a lot of opinions you know on movie people and like like saying oh that movie's not that great i'm just wondering timothy chalamet isn't a good actor exactly if like if we were a real sponsored podcast and we were like nationwide we would get so much hate mail and so many death well, threats and Tim Chalamet and Timothy off, Chalamet, you know, we would run into him at a party, and he would probably just do a little like, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what like, he would do. Or, he would just start coughing. No, no, that's me like scoffing. Like he see, he like does the whole like oh. he looks us up and down, and he go he'll probably go like, <laughs> you're not you're not worth it. You know? Or he'll be like, are you in Dune? <laughs> and then I'll be like. <laughs> Call me by this and then he, name. He, who was the one guy that was in the eighties? The eighties Dune. Uh, that was Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, pa- Kyle McLaughlin will be standing no, behind us and right. be like, "Yeah, I was." And he was like, "I no, wasn't talking right. to you." <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, but going back to um, you said earlier, if we were a, a you know paid thing or whatever. First off, I'd like to begin by saying. Uh, check out our Patreon account. Mm, yeah, pay us. If you want to help us. No, no, d- uh, pay no. I mean, us. sorry, no. Which is kind of a... That's another thing, too, is, like, you have to tread on a very thin water when you're asking, uh, saying well, about Well, I'm addressing Patreon. this to the billionaires. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, t- the, yeah. I'm addressing not the not the struggling not the people, but folk. I'm addressing Bill Gates. Billy I'm Gates. I'm addressing Bill Gates. I, um, the Musk power. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Um, He's made... Um, Bill... Uh, Bill, Bill uh, Cosby, Bob Hope's estate, um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, who's actually, I believe, the most uh, paid comedian of all time. Oh yeah, definitely. He's like up there with Steven Spielberg numbers, like multi-million dollars. Wait, what? Did you just bring his name up for a potential donor? Yeah, him too, Steven the Spill. Steven Spill. Um. Well, we don't talk about him. Um. Uh. One of the things. Oh, so we were talking about Patreon and how um, you could look at that. I also I was I was watching this uh, the Hasan Minhaj uh, show, The Patriot Act, um, uh-huh. which is really good, and I feel like needs more praise. I was watching it last night, and they had an episode on how billionaires won't save you, and it was very fascinating. Well, I feel like he is one of the best uh, political. It's not even political; just cultural commentators. What is this? Who is this? Um, Hassan Minaj, you know who he is. He was on the Daily Show. Oh, yeah, uh, yes, I think so. I think he came to Pittsburgh for a little. You know who he is. He's a he's a well known comedian, but uh, you'll know his face. Um, 
but he has the show on Netflix. We've seen this together, I'm pretty sure. The Patriot? He has a show on Netflix called I've The Patriot ne- Act. No, not the not Patriot starring uh, No, 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 no. I've never I've seen Patriot Act like as a thumbnail, but I've never seen it. Okay. Well, you should watch it and I maybe this is a recommendation towards no. the end. Um, but it was really good. Also going back to your original thing as well about saying how we would uh how we would start a lot of feuds. Um I think we would probably um that would be a discussion where it would be like you know are we going to stick to our our indie roots uh and say whatever we want or are we going to you know tame things down a little bit I would definitely or if I would we definitely... ever get big enough you know we could invite them on and talk to them but I don't know if they would want to come on but That's the thing I I don't want confrontation things. I don't want to ever be that that I say that now, but it could change. But I don't want to be the kind of guy who invites people on who hates us and be like, so why mm-hmm. did you make Dune? You know, or like, so I don't know. So you wrote Garfield, huh? That that must have hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I want to like have a fun discussion of it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like Howard Stern, who like yeah. seeks feuds. Like he's a he's the kind of guy that just like likes to bring or up feuds that have been dead for 10 some years. Some of these YouTubers who like personally seem like they're making the their content to make feuds. Well, you watch way too much YouTube, honestly. Like you need to get out of this YouTube funk. I was in a YouTube thing like 2 years ago, maybe 2-3 years ago. I made a whole trilogy about it. I made a movie about a YouTuber that robs a movie store. I made a video essay about how the YouTube is the future of media, and then I made a few YouTube videos. And then I was done. I was YouTube you out. Now you don't make YouTube videos anymore. You just make Vimeo or Vimo or Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo. Well, it's not like the you. I don't know. I still make some YouTube videos, but they're more. I I wouldn't call them YouTube videos. It's more. Well, they're just on YouTube videos that I put on well, YouTube. Well, they're on YouTube. So. Yeah, but YouTube. Okay, this is a whole another discussion. Anyways, um, I wish we could go back in time. And I'm all YouTubed out. Do you have any? Um, Why? Um, because I, you know, if I had a time machine, I. I could do that. Uh, Good segue. No, well, but we also need to talk segue, about film yeah, news. We we need uh, our film news. I don't have any film news. Uh, more just like things are still not open. So, my uh, film news is I wanted to go over um, all the new tenant movies. Briefly, what out. film festivals? Oh yes. What the? Please tell us what film festivals are doing. Oh. Um, because I I think I said earlier about how Can is doing a. A digital thing but i kind of didn't know at all and i was just assuming um so i did want to kind of go over what the major film festivals are doing uh can actually is not doing this makes a lot more sense can is not doing any digital thing and in fact anything that <laughs> the stupid things is it, it says um can won't be having uh like if it doesn't premiere in a theater, they're not going to recognize it. They're not going to accept it, which is like has uh, always it's... been their stance. But now it's like nothing is premiering. So what is? What are you talking about? Invisible Man. So I think Kansas is a little bit. Yeah. Well, they they said one of the films is uh, Five Bloods*, the new Vietnam yes. film by Spike Lee. By the way, that looks really good. Well, they said this is not going to be in because it can't open. And it's going straight to Netflix June 12th. Mm. Um, so uh, another one, the Venetian or Venetian, the 
yeah, the Venice International Film Festival. Um, they ruled out a prospect of a digital-only experience. Um, it seems like they're uh, they're going to be playing it kind of. They're playing it year by or month to month. Um, it's also a little bit later on, um, so it's not too soon. Um, but they're not doing a digital one. Telluride is 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 the stupidest. Um, I think yeah, Telluride is actually they're keeping it still. Like the last thing they said with Telluride, they're keeping it still at the same time, mm -hmm. but they're just extending it an extra day to help with less crowds. I don't know how that's gonna do anything. Um, oh. And then the inverse of that is the the TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival in Canada's great with you know believing scientists and things and they've they've been taking a very meticulous um and they haven't made any final says but they've been very meticulous as well as the new york film festival they haven't really said anything since it's not until later in the year um well the moment but they, they do, also are being very you know we're gonna be there um but i really don't think um well actually the the tiff is thinking of doing is like the only one that i think is do, might be doing a digital one um, where people from all over can come over. It's either TIFF or, or yeah, I think it's TIFF. Um, so we can look into that and see if we could be one of the credited people. Uh, it would be so much easier on us so we don't have to travel. Yeah. Uh, because, um, but that's something. Hold on a second. I have to blow my nose. Uh, everybody out there, I am not sick. I just have bad allergies. I have bad allergies. Okay, here's a drop. Oh my dill. Okay. That's a clean take if you want to use that for later on. Maybe remix it. Okay. Did that sound gross? Yes. No. Well, excuse me for having a human body that fails, okay? Also, I'm, I'm I lied. It's not TIFF that's doing that. It's the it's the Venice International Film Festival. Uh, I thought you were. They are thinking of doing an, an accredited um, virtual screening room for accredited attendees. Let's do it. You heard it here um, first, uh, folks. Two, uh, two to you is going to Venice virtually. Well, yeah. Do you have any other uh, news of the film variety or the? Anything variety? Uh, yes, uh, Tenet is apparently still coming to theaters, so that's yeah. Weird. Christopher Nolan is one of the big ones that's really pushing for that. Yeah. Um, in regards to music, the nineteen seventy five just dropped their newest album. Oh, I heard one of their um, songs. I didn't. I which didn't listen is, to it. I don't. I don't know. It was one on... of my favorite bands. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think the. Um, you just like the year. They, no, I think that they're one of the few bands that are really that have evolved so quickly and like each one of their albums I think is has changed. Like each one it seems like that they take keep taking steps further and further or like each each album is its own world. So it's it, so um, it like it and they've evolved since the first one. So they've gone beyond 1970s 75 music. That's kind of why they're called that. Yeah, they're like they stopped making. Um, they started with uh, Rolling Thunder, Bob Dylan kind of stuff, funkadelic. Pretty sure that was 
Although it's funny, it's 1975, but really none of their songs are 70s. It's all very indie and rock. A lot of it is 80s. Well, it's indie rock, but 80s. Like, they even say, like, we do a lot of 80s. They say that in their songs? Yeah, well, they say in their song, this is an 80s song. Songs. We're not 90s. That's how most of their songs begin. Kids. Or 75. Um, no, um, I, I like 1975. They're jazzy. Yeah, they're cool. Um, I just wish I could, you but know. But is that it for? Well, yeah. I just, sometimes I wish I could go back in time to 1975. Can you uh, drop a, a Back to the Future song? Speaking of Back to the Future, so that's the topic. That's the topic for today um, is Back to the Future, or is time travel. Time travel movies. In movies. And... One of the I originally Zach gave me this topic and I originally poo pooed it and said let's just do about sci-fi, let's do a broad one about sci-fi, which I was down for. But then I watched Back to the Future yes last night. I was watching. I watched most of it, and I was just think, thinking like this is one of my favorite movies. Like this is such a it's good. It's so movie. good and so it's very. It, it, thing is okay. So everybody, we've now transitioned into our topic. There you go. Um, but no, Back to the Future, I actually re- – I didn't rewatch the whole thing, but I threw it on. And I was sitting there going, like, how enjoyable this is, you know? It's very it, – the story mm-hmm. – the thing is, is it the story is so simple. Like, things just fall into place. Um, but it's very – it's entertaining. You know, they don't do a whole subplot so great. on why – like, how Doc <clears throat> and Marty met. They just know each other. Marty! It's so, it's so great because um, they really play up the time travel bits. Um, like so much of the film is them just talking about like <laughs> one of my favorite lines is just like, oh yeah, I know where that is. It's right next to JF or John, uh, John F. Kennedy Drive or whatever. And then the dad just looks him in the eye and is like, who what? the fuck is John F. Kennedy? Oh, and then well, actually, or no, he says hell. One of my favorites is kind of in that same like like. Hey, hey, like uppity voice, and then like a monotone. It's just like, oh yeah, like I watched this. I watched this on a rerun, and then the one kid. Oh goes, yeah, like, it was the same What's scene. A rerun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the whole thing about the TV. How it's, it's also interesting too. Looking about it, which I think is why I like the first one better than the second one, because the second one, it's still fun, but it's it's not as fun whenever they're predicting things that obviously didn't happen mm-hmm. um and like looking back like the first one it's like they can very accurately depict the 50s because the 50s wasn't that long ago and so it was like a really accurate depiction of what it was like to be in the 50s from the perspective of the 80s are you not a- when it was like here's the thing i so it, it was it wasn't like wait hold on it wasn't like today if we made a movie about going back to the 50s i feel like it would be much less homelier it would be a little bit more about big political events it would be a little bit more about things that stick out in our mind in the 50s but this movie 80s to 50s it was such a short jump that it was easy to just kind of just to make it uh to make it a little bit more homely instead of a little bit more like big picture if that makes sense right it was more just kind of like hey Remember, leave it like everybody's like, hey, your parents are like, you grew up with leave it to beaver. Check this out. Yeah. 
now we're back in time. Yeah, that was the tagline. So, well, what would it be? I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you like Leave It to Beaver, check this out. <laughs> and it's just a that photo would... of the like the guy with the sandwich. You remember the kid? Yeah, Beaver. There's like the sandwich in his hand. You mean Beaver? No, it's not Beaver. It's Beaver's friend. Uh, Duncan. No. Um, I forget, but I remember I Eddie. never watched Leave It to Beaver, but I remember our dad always talked about how Eddie like... Verrill. His friend always had a sandwich or something. I know. I know that the brother, I, I think, know. named Eddie Verrill or Varvel, uh, Eddie Marvel. Um, but yeah, he dad talked about Leave It to Beaver a lot. That's really all he ever talked about. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. Just kidding, Dad. Good old Dad. Um, but um, so no, I'm actually. I'm more. I am a greatest fan of Back to the Future one, of course, and then Back to the Future three, and then Back to the Future two, um, more backing, uh, because as a kid, mm-hmm. for some reason, I always felt very uncomfortable with how Back to the Future two looked. Um, everything looked so weird and fake, and the future just did not. I mean, it didn't look apocalyptic. It just looked so dirty and very. I mean, maybe that's what they were going for, but. Like, I think they were trying to make – I don't understand. We, I think us living in today, Sam, we now realize that our future is going to look basically the same, I think. Like, yeah. 30 years from now, we're just going to have bigger TVs and smaller uh, phones. Like, everything's going to be bigger or smaller. Nothing's going to change um, – Well, I I kind of disagree, honestly. Huh. Um because already please do i think the main thing is it's just <laughs> to be undecided well, no no because i think the main uh, this is t- here's the thing we're gonna look back on this 30 years later and i'm gonna be like oh man was i wrong but you're right you're gonna be well, right. that's what i'm saying it's hard to it i mean 20 years ago let's think 20 years ago what was that 2000 not a whole, i mean I, I think it looks still the same it, but it kind of hasn't in the fact that every like the internet has taken over so much more of things. Also, fashion is different. Styles are different. I think fashion um, is different. Well, you know, it's less. It's about haircuts. Fashion is different. Like everything. Now is everybody different. thinks like, everything that is, side trim thing is cool, which is music is different. Everything is kind of different. But the problem, like in the. 80s and even beforehand i mean like in the whatever when was the jetsons the 60s uh, yeah. the idea of the future was like about flying car and it was everything the, was about the, flying cars throughout the the 20th or the 20th century literally from the very beginning from like the 30s there's always like flying cars and all these other things and that just hasn't happened because why would you have flying car like there, there's no real practical reason for that so, I think the future is just, it's impossible to predict. I mean, right now we're going through this virus. Who knows how this is going to affect? Like, this is definitely going to have some effect on how things are in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Except, unfortunately, it's going to be, so, like, much more, like, the future may look a lot more empty than, you know, like, everybody's talking from their home. Maybe there's going to be tubes. Maybe we'll set up, like, tubes that we can, like, shoot the food to you um mm-hmm. talk about fashion that... i feel like some fashion designer out there is trying to make like a really cool looking bandana or like mask that also acts as like oh yeah that's definitely or, like happening. it's a it's a mask but it also acts as a, ma- a like a hat um 
well, but I was thinking more so how, um, like, some merch, there's been more, like, celebrities or, like, comedians, musicians are making merch through the uh, face masks. Like, Crystalia has merch with face masks, which I think is kind of odd. Um, I think, yeah, we should do it. But going back to time travel stuff, um, I think with time travel movies that go to the future if you're going to take yourself seriously and that's a whole nother that's another thing about like time travel movies that don't take itself seriously which i think is the best way to do it if you're going to do a time travel movie but if you're going to take yourself seriously you shouldn't put a date on your future like if like for instance terminator i think that's one of the the most annoying things about terminator is they put a date on it they put a date uh I forget what the date was, but in the first one, it was something like, I think it was 20, I think it's 2025 is when things hit the fan. Okay. It was something like that, but it like, they put a date on it and oh, as no, soon it's as that date hits. Oh, really? I, I believe so. I don't have a computer in front of me, oh, but wow. I'm pretty sure it's a year away. Well, that sucks. Yeah, well... <laughs> as soon as we get out of the virus, it's just like, and the robots have taken over. I mean, okay. maybe that could be a thing where, like, um, we're like, hey, let's let computers uh, take over. Apparently, humans aren't that great, and then... But I think the best movies that, once again, take themselves seriously in our movies about going into the future are those that leave it rather ambiguous. Um, like for instance, uh, Planet of the Apes, which I mean, is not really a, you don't really know it's a time travel movie until, I mean, spoilers, but it's from the sixties. Um, you don't really know it's a time travel movie until the very end. Though I wouldn't call that too Uh, much of a time travel. Would you call that a time travel movie? Because he, 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 time travel is where you, you take a few seconds to get to another place. He, that, that's more of a hibernation movie. (laughs) Uh, that's fair. That's a movie for like bears. Time travel. Yeah. A more inconspicuous one, though it did put a date on it, but it's so far off. Is uh, the time machine, which is like a million yeah. years in the future. Lit- I think it's literally yeah. like the timestamp is like ten million uh, BCE three. BC. Yeah, and the time travel. I mean that that gets into. Um the um what was i gonna say i don't know the 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 history of time travel um movies because the time machine is kind of the the first popular um time travel movie uh and it's from the 60 oh it's from 1960 uh it's george powell's uh adaptation of the the you know the wells book the time the time machine um and up until then, there really wasn't a whole lot of time, uh, uh, time there, movies. Oh, movies? movies? Were... I was about to say, you would be <clears throat> wrong, my dear uh, chump lum. Uh, you do have uh, a TV show called uh, Doctor Who. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Which isn't Doctor a movie, Who. I guess. But <clears throat> Well, that came out in... Ninth... That... When did that start? I think that was... Oh, the 50s. I think that was the 50s because it was black and white. Um, the Doctor says things like oh man i love leave it to beaver <laughs> yeah that's the so that's the how tell you, all yeah um but yeah i think for movies i think you may be correct i'm trying to think of a time traveling movie 
But what what a what a fitting movie for the most like the first popular time travel movie to be called the Time Machine, you know? Yeah. Uh, just make well, it that's, easy. I mean, that's there's there definitely was other films that dealt with time travel, but I think it was a little bit. It wasn't as analytical. I think the Time Machine was like the first film that really dealt with, uh, you know, how you're gonna. Uh, go to the future like the the actual machine the process of it um <clears throat> i think a little like in the past there's this movie called time flies from 1944 that was um uh i'm just reading it now uh well i i have hmm. a i have a question for you do you believe that uh the movie groundhog's day is a time travel movie cuz he, um, here's the thing in each time he is going he is moving through time normally but then every day he travels back to the you know what groundhog's day is definitely a time travel movie he just reverts back Hmm. to the one spot it's um it's a time travel but it's not a time travel movie in in the sense of like where time really Pick your has words, when I think of a time travel I, here's the reason why when I think of let me well okay. no I'm just I'm just stating myself the reason why Planet of the Apes is not a time travel movie is because he doesn't he doesn't spend a second getting to there he he waits thousands of years to get to that point to him it seems like seconds but that's just because he's ignorant <laughs> to his own demise Groundhog's Day it's definitely a time travel movie because he moves forward in time regularly and then within a split second goes back 24 hours. And if that ain't mm-hmm. if that ain't time travel, then I ain't uh, a human being with a big old uh, uh, long hair. Yes, you are that. Um, I am. But for me, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify it. For me, a time travel film <clears throat> is a film. In which, that's just more of a comedy, and I think that's it's. How dare you say that a time travel movie can't be a comedy? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to put it in words. It's it's not a time travel movie in the sense that like he's doing something to time. It's just he's tuck, stuck in this time loop. Well, there's um, no, you can't. Classify and it just a movie is all about a him. Loop movie. But yeah, I mean, you kind of can't. I mean, that is a thing. Like that is like there's um, I put it in the same realm as like movies where people are sent back to how when they were in like seventeen, like seventeen again. Like I put that in the same category as that. That's kind not of movie, a time travel. Where he that's that's called but a it freak is a, of nature movie. But that is a time travel movie, and your same thing in which it's someone is sent back in time to an earlier time period. I wouldn't call that a time travel movie because it's just about, um, like, very much about, like, their world and them. Um, uh, uh, it's it's not necessarily about, like, the time machine or, like, something happens in which they are sent back in time or, like, there's a whole... There's a lot of talks about, like, what's going on in the world at this time and, like... Um, or Or, like, for instance, 17 again he's sent back uh and there's really no change actually i haven't seen the movie but i feel like there you really isn't much of a change again? of like and you call yourself yeah, a film person 
Um, but there isn't really much of a change of like changing the time. Like there's no like, all right, we have to make this look like. By the way, just the 80s the, or whatever. The way to watch 17 again is if you think that it's actually a, cr- a chronological event of Charlie Bing from Friends. Um, and he got married, but then he dumped Monica. Not Monica. Yeah, is it Monica? Yeah. He dumps Monica. I don't know. Gets a new wife. Uh, and then just his life falls apart. Uh, and then he turns 17 hmm. again, and that's his whole story. Yeah. Um, I like that. Thank you. It makes the, it makes the movie a lot but I more also... interesting. Um, ooh. Okay, you can't, Interesting. you can't just... I'm looking up all these things oh. of, uh, uh, like, old time travel movies before uh, The Time Machine. And there was actually... Roger Corman made one called The Undead. Before Time um, Machine? About a woman who sent... Yeah, it came out in 1957. It's about a woman sent back in time via hypnosis to Middle Ages, where she can be ex- uh, executed by the people of that time on suspicion of being a witch. Um, but... Again, I'm trying to put my finger on, on, on like, what about the time machine kind of made it the first modern... What's going on? Um, I'm just traveling. Oh, Here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm not traveling through time. I'm traveling to, uh, to my... To a space? Different, yeah, I'm traveling through space, which will be another kind of movie. Topic. Yeah. Um, but I also... It's interesting as well. The time machine was based on a book from the 1800s, from, like, the late 1800s. Mr. George and there's R. This, there was R. Another... Wells. I don't think that's not it. That's George R. R. Martin. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's G. H. G. Giger. Yeah, Giger. Sure. Um, but there was another book that came out around the same time as the Time Machine called A Connecticut Yankee in King R's Court, um, which is a Mark Twain comedy about uh, a guy, uh, a guy who sent back, like a, a guy from Connecticut, I guess, who sent back in time um, to I think the medieval times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's more of a farce, and I think a lot of these these early films were more of were more co- comedic, or they didn't really focus on how they get back in time. Um, and when they were sent back in time, it wasn't like they were sent back in time to, you know, the the twenties or something. They're sent back in time like to medieval times, or they're sent back in time to like to meet William Shakespeare or something. Yeah, that's the thing. Is um, th- so I think that. People always do time travel movies, and the way to make it interesting is they always have to. There's like a a thing, except for Terminator, which is like, you know, a a way to that. There's like I feel like there are different types of uh, uh, time travel movies. Like you said, there's the time loop movies, where it's um, Mm -hmm. Groundhog's Day. I remember there's a time loop movie that was, but it's a kid who has to live the day over and over again. But I re- it was a it was a mm-hmm. Disney movie, and to make it funny, he has to start the day <laughs> off waking up in a tent, and his like friend like farts really really loud. <laughs> but the thing is, is the movie eventually tries to be serious, but like all seriousness ends when he wakes up, and it's just like a loud like. Then <laughs> he goes, oh, like imagine having like, imagine it being Groundhog's Day where you you you're starting to become a good person and all this great character development. And then you wake up and then it just cuts to like that, the funny, the, like the funny goofy kid 
like farting in your tent. It's like all things go out the window. That would be a dream. Also, <laughs> no, I'm, that would I'm be looking a over this stuff. <laughs> no, that would be a dream for me. Um, I'm looking over briefly doing a quick glance of the history of time machine or time travel movies. And I feel like the best time for time travel was the 80s. Like you have Back to the Future, The Terminator, and Bill and Ted. Uh, oh, Bill and Ted. There's which are a great... like that three of the best time travel movies of all time. And I think the reason there's an article from the Atlantic um, that goes, it's called a brief history of time travel in movies. Um, and it kind of says this where there really wasn't after the sixties, like the time machine book or the time machine movie. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot of time travel specific time travel movies some of it it was used kind of lightly like planet planet of the apes or slaughterhouse five which is less about time travel and i feel more of just about like i don't even know just like the man's perspective on life like on uh, like how he sees time in like the fourth dimension yeah i also find that to be like a pulp fiction-y type of thing where it's told out of order yeah Um, it's also um it's more similar to uh uh, what's the one? Bonsai in the oh, uh, you the can't remember the fourth it's dimension. Bakaru Bonsai in the in Bakaru, the, yeah, no, not Bakaru. That's I think that's a sex thing. Uh, Bakaru, 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 yeah, yeah, one of the greatest uh, endings to any movie ever. Bakaru Bonsai, Bonsai. Yeah, but the the eighties really movie. brought. Well, it kind no, of is because they're going like they're from the future. They're from the fourth dimension or whatever. That's not time. They're from another dimension. That's not time travel. You're getting confused with your time travel. That's called. But the difference, I would say, it is because time. The fourth dimension <laughs> is time. Like the fourth dimension is, and that's what also, the Slaughterhouse the Five is. Dimension. Is he's in the fourth they're dimension? From the eighth dimension, you fool. <laughs> oh really? Well, then that also is time. They, by they the also way, include time. They are. They're from the eighth dimension, and they're a band of interdimensional aliens called Red Lectroids from Planet Ten. <laughs> you gotta love. I'm stuff. just saying it's time. It, I mean, it um, takes two hours to watch it, so yeah, in a way, it's time travel for us and for oh them. But I'm saying it's it's also time. <laughs> It's time for you to sh- whatever. Shut your mouth. <laughs> by the way, I just I. By the way, hey, <laughs> the Avengers of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension has a really interesting cast. I, I just looked it up. the The grumpy uh, guy from um, Breaking Bad, um, who's bald. He's in Better Call Saul. Jonathan Banks. He's in it apparently, hmm. which I think is cool. Um, but um. But yeah, going back to I think the 80s are the best time for time travel because beforehand a lot of the films they're jumping to dinosaur times, they're jumping they're not jumping to like close proximities and things that like what you do now will affect your dad or your grandpa or like what you do now will affect the future of society. And Bill and Ted actually is kind of not exactly that, but just the fact that it is so focused on the time travel mm-hmm. But it also is, uh, it's just such a comedy. Like, it's just fun. And I think that was the thing in, like, the the, the movies were t- trying to take themselves either so, like, far-fetched um, 
beforehand or it was trying to be um, so serious and took themselves so seriously. Then the 80s, there was all these films that were just like, let's just have fun and travel in time. Well, no, that's the thing um, is like there are, there are movies that take it really seriously. Like I feel like the – well, the re- by the way, the reason why I brought up this topic is uh, the movie Tenet, which honestly we should have done this discussion after we saw uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet because – that I think there's going to be a huge argument on like was it time travel or was it time displacement you know that whole thing um, yeah I don't like um, I think it's going to be in- I'm not excited for that I'm movie. really excited I woke up and I saw the new trailer and I I legitimately went yippee Christ- Christopher Nolan oh and I, I said, didn't even know there's a new trailer and I said a little prayer I said thank you thank you. A God for Christopher, and then I, <laughs> and then I transcended. Yeah, for just a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not do any of that. In fact, I think Christopher Nolan uh, has disappointed me many a times. Um, I don't like his time use of time in movies. I think he did it great in Memento, and that was kind of the point of the whole movie. And he did it really well, and it was really smart. But then he's just—he's just messing with time so much. Like Dunkirk, it How's ruined that? Dunkirk oh. for me. Like this whole time, like what's happening when? And I was like, oh, so okay, everything's coming together. And I was just lost for a I while. I loved, I loved um, uh, Interstellar because I thought it was really great. Where it's like, I oh, the like answer is love. By the way, this is uh, uh, yeah. this is uh, sarcasm. Uh, just to let you know, I. That's such a 60s. That movie would have been great if it yes. came out in like 69. You are so right. And like right. All You Need Is Love, All You Need Is Love just came out and it was just like, oh man, this oh. is this is like the summer of Interstellar, love and then Interstellar comes but starring out starring the Beatles. And it for some reason yeah. <laughs> they they're trying to be like, hold on, let's do a marketing like a test. Let's have Ringo be the star. And he's like, imagine Ringo flying through space, and he's just like, oh, it's all, it's all about love, oi. And then the Beatles, and then the Beatles break up right before it, so they all drop out of the movie, but Ringo can't because yeah. he's the star. And, uh, and he's like, oi, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> and then uh, the, his daughter is played by uh, Yoko Ono, um, and she's like always screaming, like he's, you know, he's at the end and he's peering in on her, and she's just going like. Like I think, isn't that one of her things? She just screams a lot. Yeah, she screams or a lot shriek, in her songs. Shrieking, she shrieks. I don't know, but um, yeah, that would be funny. I think we should pitch that. Um, <laughs> now, it's CGI. The rest of them. now, let's get yeah, let's get a CGI. Let's de-age Ringo Starr and de-age or all these people. Let's up his age, <laughs> because we have the technology. Um. But yeah, no, I think '80s films are the best. Well, I think time I, I think I, movies because it's just good fun, and they're also very like specific to the time. Like they 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 do a good job of, um, depicting how the world might look. Like Terminator, it's only like forty years in the future or something, mm-hmm. and they do a good job of like this isn't exactly even though they do date it. Um, this isn't exactly how things are uh going to be but it's just in this universe this is what the this is what the future will look like um and then the whole time travel like the whole thing of how they get back is fascinating to me like how they go from 
like their their source of time travel that's always like that's so interesting and i think that's something that like they really cracked in on in like the 80s of like let's figure out like a delorean a time booth you just show up naked in a giant ball of energy like all these other things of like i feel like a lot of time travel movies before that really missed the opportunity of exposing how to time travel which is one of the most interesting well nowadays the time travel machine is as iconic as the people in it like you said you have Mm -hmm. you have the telephone booth and then i mean heck you have the tardis which is uh you know on several people's keychains. Yeah. Um, we should talk briefly about time tra- Doctor Who. Uh, it's a good show. Because um, you're right. Doctor Who was the first time travel movie or time travel well, show. Well, my thing is, is or I'm, maybe not the first one, but it was the first. The, it was like the whole premise of the show was time travel. I wondered. So um, and, and space and stuff. Yeah. He could sp- travel through time and space. Um. But here's the thing, my bubblub, is he could travel through, he would usually travel, like, the whole ploy of, of, of most time travel movies is to not disrupt the future. Or you realize that, I mean, Matthew McConaughey said it in True Detectives, you know, time is a circle, time is flat. Mm-hmm. So there's two ways of uh, thinking about it. Everything is constant, or... Everything is, you know, huh, ultimate alternate dimensions. Mm-hmm. I like to think that there's alternate dimensions time travel because that just, uh, you know, makes it interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, um, also, I like to think that if I'm uh, say I just fell down a flight of stairs, um. Somebody in my other dimension or other reality did not fall down the stairs. Yeah, but that's not really time travel. It's just no, but like uh, alt- alternate realities are from a fact of time travel. So, like, say I go back in mm. time and I kick my, you know, my mom in the guts for some reason. Mm. Like I, I like, like yeah. she's tapping me on the shoulder, and I go like. No dungeon, and then I just judo chopper, and I realize I just like killed myself. Um, that would create. But going back to the time, that tra- would create a yeah, movies. that would create a rift in time. Yeah, and I I want to. I mean, we're almost out of time. I want to go over briefly some of the more modern time travel movies. Um, one of them is uh, Midnight in Paris, the Woody Allen film, the last good Woody Allen movie. I actually, um, I really like that movie. That's one of those movies where I, I like, like that movie uh, a lot. I know he's, he's a horrible, you know, but that's another classic one. And I think one of the great messages about that film is, you know, the whole allure of going back in time. It's not as, you know, exciting as maybe it was in the eighties. I think now a lot of time travel movies have to find some kind of thing to make it more interest, interesting, really dive into like a paradox about it or and that one is fascinating because it talks about like nostalgia of looking back on the past and how no matter where you are you always are going to be nostalgic more so for the past um and it also it's it's kind of what we were talking about i mean it doesn't focus how does he go back in the past again he falls asleep and wakes up like what's the deal in 
Midnight in Paris? Oh, no, no. He, uh, there is a, like, a coach or, like, some car always comes and picks him up. Like an old-timey uh, vehicle. Oh, yeah. And then really, the fun part is, is there's always usually somebody in the, in the vehicle. And uh, mm-hmm. him talking to Ernest Hemingway really got me into, uh, all, like, old-timey literature. Or, like, that. Yeah. That, that um, I don't like Ernest Hemingway. It's not a good person. Uh, but, but, um... How was he bad? Well, I guess he was maybe a little donked up in the head. He was, uh... I mean, he was... That's a whole other question. Um, but... I think a lot of time travel movies nowadays are either just wrapped in, like, uh, Avengers Endgame, I guess you can consider as a time travel <laughs> that movie. That movie is definitely a time it's, travel it's... movie, but that's one of those time... It, that movie, when I heard them talk about time travel, I'm like, okay... So you made a situation that was undefeatable. Now you got to go back in time. And mm-hmm. I I mean it was a, I think that movie would have been a lot more at least for me a lot more fun if it was say made in the 80s because a lot of these cheesy 80 movies like you said with like Back to the Future they didn't seem like they I mean Avengers Endgame didn't do it but I I feel like the crispiness of the 80s like style just really played well with the time travel time travel now is way too clean and and everything is so futuristic and everything is shiny and and round and and just like well even going back in the past i feel like nowadays when people are going back in the past like one of the time travel movies that came out quote unquote recently and we're probably running out of time uh, one of the time travel movies that came out, actually, no, yeah, we're fine. Ten more minutes. One of the time travel movies that came out recently is Men in Black Three, which came out. I mean, it came out eight years ago, but I remember that's probably the closest to the traditional time travel narrative, where people get in a machine, go back to the past, and there's a lot of references to like trying to do something to stop the future right. from happening. Um, it's also a good workaround. But I remember watching that. Not getting Tommy Lee Jones to be in the whole thing. Oh, yeah. But I remember watching that movie and thinking it just felt very it didn't it wasn't really fun because like a lot of the I I think like they had Andy Warhol was uh, or not. Yeah, Andy Warhol was in it. Uh, I actually thought that was kind of funny. But he it it could have been more interesting. No, that was because it was like this. It was kind of like this little aside. And who played Uh, him? Bill Hader. Someone who was like very Bill Hader played him. And it was more of just like a, oh, that's a famous star who's playing like this kind of comedic version of, uh, what's his face, of Andy Warhol. Yeah, but I thought it was funny and because, I mean, you're right, it did play on that, but he was, he was making fun of the fact that he's just like, all I did was put a, like, a, I started drawing soup cans and people went crazy. I thought that was funny. Oh, wait, yeah, now it's I'm It's a funny scene. Actually, that was kind of funny. But I just remember in general, the whole movie was... Uh, it didn't really know how to be like the eighties time travel movies. It's either you just are fun throughout the whole movie or you are, you know, it's the end of the world, Terminator sci-fi. This was like, they go back in time. It's funny for a little bit. And then I guess, I don't know. I just remember not liking. Well, no, I mean, another thing about time travel movies is if you do meet up with somebody from say your past, like say your family or your mom, you can be like the whole thing is like, oh, this is why they're so grumpy or like, oh, this is why they mm-hmm. don't have a leg. I mean, 
we're, we're, we haven't talked about it yet, and we sh- probably should wrap up, but Hot Tub Time Machine, you know? There's a guy. Yeah, I think that's the evolution of time travel. These I actually, days. here's the thing that movie's really dumb and should not be on like any. But I, I find that movie to be somewhat, at least bits and parts of it, kind of funny. Um, There's also the movie. Oh, that's more of a time loop movie. What movie? Um, remember the movie Minutemen? Yes. I remember being like, wow, this is a Disney movie, but I think this movie's really good. Oh, and then we're, we haven't t- discussed Primus or, uh, Prime, Primal, Prime, uh, the the really really indie movie that makes time travel like mathematical. Prime, you know what I'm talking about. No, Sam, please. Time Prime. travel. Yeah, you, you haven't heard. You know this movie. Prime, primer, it's primer. Called Prime. It's called Primer. I you never heard movie. Primer, Sam. You you should definitely watch Primer. It's a very it's an indie movie, um, but it's it's about two math like legitimate like real ma- mathematicians who decided to make a movie, but they they try to be like so how could we maybe make time travel real? And it, it's like the most it's the most realistic time travel movie because they they show yeah I've the never math. seen this actually yeah they show it's I, I really. You should definitely watch it. They showed the math. They, they it gets almost kind of like boring in a way how mathematical it gets. Hmm. But well, uh, I like that. Yeah, like if you're an engineer nut or just somebody who likes the the structure of things, this is definitely a movie to watch. And, and, well, yeah. and here's the okay. here's the tag here's the tagline. So it's primer. What happens if it actually works? Scary. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, I'll definitely watch that. Um, but, but wrapping up on time travel movies, um, I think time travel movies these days are way too complex and take themselves too seriously. And I think they should go back to being more just about having having fun with time or <clears throat> being like primer, like indie time travel movies. Um, <clears throat> that um, sorry, I keep coughing. Hopefully, I'm not dying. Um. That, uh, that I don't know. I'm undecided. I think this is a great episode in which I'm really undecided. I don't know what I'm. I'm really I decided. I think time travel time travel movies can be very complicated, but I like the more so. Like one of my favorite time travel things is actually in comic books. A lot of times in the '60s, Superman, uh, he they gave him so much power that he could run so fast he could go in time. Like there was a, a thing where like there was a giant monkey. A terrorizing metropolis and he just picks him up and runs back in time and throws him in you know prehistoric time that to me is like mm-hmm. i like that kind of time travel where it's just like eh i can go back in time hang out with abraham lincoln and nothing goes wrong you know it's just like eh, let's just let's mm. just have an episode or like a movie where like i can hang out with a lot of famous people yeah um i think my main thing is i just don't like time travel movies in which it just feels like a way to revive some kind of franchise or to well, it's all, it's, make some kind of franchise interesting. It's very gimmicky too, where it's just like, like somebody bumps into somebody and like, Oh, sorry for that. Uh, what's your name? And you'd be like, Martin, but sorry, Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King. And it's like, what? it's like, and I then it's that. like, I love that. Whoa, stuff. I had a dream. This would happen. And then he starts going and then you, they run away and it's like, I, had a dream and then it's you know 
but I think the 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 issue with time travel movies that take themselves too seriously is no matter what you do, mm-hmm. when you go back in time, you are going to change things. And when you come back, and I think like The Simpsons had an episode that was like yes. like he went back in time and he kicked a butterfly from like prehistoric times, and he comes back and like everyone's normal, but they all like have like long tongues and eat like frog or eat like frogs where they like stick their tongue out and eat that's stuff. that's actually that's one of my that is like one of my favorite ep- that's yeah that's one of my favorite episodes of the simpsons where like he just squishes just one bug and it and then he gets angry and starts kicking uh like destroying everything yeah yeah and then he's like eh, close oh enough. and then there's the great <laughs> advice from grandpa simpson it's just like what did what did my dad say on the night of my wedding it's like Homer, if you ever go back and if you ever t- travel back in time, make sure not to touch anything. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, anyways, we're probably out of time. Um, I'll just. Uh, do you have anything? Yeah, I'll just just say it real, I'll real quick. quick. Uh, I've been binge watching the show The Shield, starring Michael Chiklis and Walter Giggins or Goggins. Yeah, Walter Goggins. I like it. I, I told uh, my dear old father, uh, it's it's a few levels above. Uh, say a regular Law and Order show, but a few notches from it achieving the wire status. Mm-hmm. I really like the show The Great, uh, which is written by the same guy that did um, The Favorite. Oh, um, yeah, it has the and same it's look. Uh, yeah, it's the same kind of vibe um, with Elle Fanning and uh, Nicholas Holt, um, uh, written by Tony McNamara. Um, it's really great. It's actually really funny. Um, and I think I like it better than the favorite. What are you doing? Can you hear that? Yeah, you know, I, I put music at the end of oh. this. Okay. I could put music in myself. Yeah, but I just, you know, I, I don't hear it, so I don't get the feel of it. That's this episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about mu- something with music. Something in the way. Um, but thanks music. for listening. Thank you so much, everybody. All right. Bye, thanks for listening. Bye!